0: Hey, Purpose Claremont, I just wanted to uh, share a little something from what we read this morning. If you're up to date on the Bible reading plan for 2020, um, it's out of Joshua 24. Before we did it, let's pray, and then um, then I just wanted to share just real quick. Let me pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is the best commentary for your word, uh, especially when we get to tougher verses, that we just keep seeking truth from your word. That you are the one that gives it, God. You are just awesome, and thank you for giving us your word that we might know you better, might know your heart, know your your mind, at least to some degree. You haven't revealed everything about yourself because we couldn't we couldn't handle it if you did. Um, but what you've revealed is absolutely incredible. We love you so. I pray that you would be the one that um, reveals truth um, in this time. We pray this in your name, Amen. So if you were reading in Isaiah twenty four, this is where one of the most famous verses of twenty uh, Joshua is. It's twenty four. Um, I think it's fifteen. It says, "But as as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." That's kind of one of those verses that makes it onto paintings and doilies and afghans and throws and cards and I mean, it's like this is one of those biggies. And then as, and I love it. I mean, even when I was reading through. Dylan's Bible for his I'm doing I'm doing Dylan's Bible this year having my quiet time in his Bible to give it to him one day. Um and even that I put a arrow down to the bottom on the margin it says we serve the Lord. Like we as our family, we serve the Lord. And so man, make that commitment. Okay, so he challenges the people. It's like if you want to serve him and if you don't, then don't, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And man, if I was, if I heard that, if I was Joshua and I heard like everyone, hundreds of thousands of people saying, no, we're going to serve the Lord. We serve him. He's our God. We've seen what he does. We've seen how he's provided. Man, I would be paying attention, but it's weird how the first thing that Joshua says, look at verse, um, verse 19, but Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. And the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, well, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. And then he goes on to say, well, get rid of your foreign gods. It's like you have to change. I mean, let me read it. Verse 23, he said, then put away the foreign gods, that are among you, and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. There has to be a change. Followers of Jesus, there has to be a change. It can't. It's not just enough. Hey, I go to Sunday services, or I go to midweek services, or I have a Bible study. or It's like, is there a change? Is, when he says, hey, why don't you get rid of your foreign gods? Those things that they, well, one, I'm encouraged that there were those who were following Joshua that he had to tell them, hey, get rid of your foreign gods because it's a good reminder that we need to get rid of those things that are starting to move up in our priorities that become competitive with God in our lives. He says, put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. That's that's intentionality. I have to incline my heart toward God, uh, not just think that because I've surrendered to Jesus, I automatically will. There's always a battle. There's a fight going on. So incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord, our God, we will serve and his voice we will obey. And so Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and put in and put in place statutes and rules for them at Shechem. Now the, here's the verse that kind of might have shocked some. When you go back up to verse 19, where he says, you are, you are not able to serve the Lord for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. And if you stop there, if that's all that you read, you'd sit there and go, wait a minute, I thought God forgave. And you start freaking out that God doesn't forgive. Like he's not a forgiving God. But guys, he is. So that's why it's so important when you read verses in the scriptures, you go, wait, what does that mean? And it kind of it kind of shocks you, it takes you back. Read the rest of the Bible, like find truth in the rest of it. So what we find is that God does forgive. So you go to 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, you jump down to... Um, Ephesians 1-7. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Uh, you go down to Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become, um, they, they shall become like wool. You go to Psalm 103. It's one of my favorite passages that talks about the benefits of knowing God and what he's like. And when you read in there, it's like, okay, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so, it's like so huge or so massive is God's steadfast love for you, and as far as the east is from the west, so has He removed our transgressions. So we have a God who forgives, and so how can you take that those verses? And there's so many more that just talk about the forgiveness of God. I mean, Jesus' whole coming was that we could be forgiven and put right right with God. That's the whole heart of the gospel. How do you do? How do you then go back to Joshua and he says he will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. And I think what he's talking about there, and this is my interpretation and as I was reading some commentaries and trying to figure out, just because I wanted to say something. um, I feel like what Joshua was doing, he's warning them that insincere service or insincere commitment to God, it's not like God is going to overlook. It's like, well, yes, you're going to serve me, but you'll keep your foreign gods because that's the next thing he says. Then, man, you can't forsake the Lord. Get rid of your gods. It's like, well, I don't want to get rid of my gods. I want to keep my gods. And so I I don't want to do that. And so I'm just going to keep, I just want to keep serving my foreign gods. I want to live however I want to. And he's like, you can't keep thinking that you're going to follow God. You're going to serve God. And then at some point you can do whatever you want. He's like, he doesn't just brush sin under the rug. So don't think when I, when I hear that, when I see the word forgive, it's, it's not like he never forgives you. It's like, he's going to just forgive like easily. It's not like I can live however I want. He is a forgiving God. But you can't just go about saying, I want to serve God and then live however you want. And, and especially, I mean, think about it. When Jesus, like, when he tells his disciples and teaches them to pray, and he says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And, and then after that, he's kind of saying, yeah, but, and then when you think about, like, if you're not going to forgive others, don't expect your father to forgive you. And so you hear that and you kind of go, so there's supposed to be a change in my life. So now it sounds like forgiveness is based upon works. Well, our forgiveness is granted to us by God. We receive salvation so we can be forgiven by God. But I don't take advantage of God and I don't take advantage of his grace so that I can do whatever I want because he has to forgive me. I should be in such constant gratefulness, like eternal gratefulness for what it is that he's done. But then there should be this expectation, that if I'm a follower of Jesus, then part of who I am and what I'm like is that I'm known as one who forgives. And it all goes back to the gospel. So if I'm going to say I'm a follower of Jesus, then my desire is to live like Jesus. If I'm living like Jesus, then I look at how Jesus lived and know that Jesus came and he forgave people. He forgave people of their sin. And say, like, well, yeah, but those are what he was ministering to. But guys, when he's saying love, the, like, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, he forgave people in the midst of while they were attaching him to a cross. And so we have we have to remember hey forgiveness forgiveness is such a gift and grace is such a gift but what we do is or what 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 is done with it so often is it's just taken advantage of. And because I've said I wanted Jesus and I had some experience at a camp when I was 7 but nothing's changed and I don't really follow him and like was it real? Was it a real surrender of your life to Jesus, or was it just some words that you said because they told you to say it, and you did it? And then, I mean, for some of you, yes, and it was real. And maybe you've wandered off, and you're taking advantage of God's grace. It's like you're cheapening grace. We don't ever want to do that. And so when I read that, I thought, oh, I don't think that it's saying that, hey, he'll never forgive you. He's just not going to look the other way while you live however you want to. Why? Because he's a holy God. He's a jealous God. He wants all of us. He doesn't want part of us. He wants all of us. But the thing is, he's worthy of all of us. And so I just wanted to share that. I'm hoping it helps. Um, And I hope it's a challenge. Like I should be striving to live my life in such a way that, man, I'll sacrifice whatever's necessary to live like Jesus. But not because that's what a Christian does or what? that's what I'm expected, but because that's how Jesus lived. And because I love Jesus, I want to do those things. I want to be a person who extends grace because Jesus extended grace by coming for me. I want to show mercy because it's by God's mercy that I can even have any kind of relationship with, with him. I want to forgive because Jesus showed us how to forgive. I want to love others, but the only way I can love others is realizing that I've first been loved. And it goes back to the gospel. It all goes back to the gospel. So I just wanted to share that. I know it's a little longer than what I said. I said, uh, I just want to share real quick. But for those that have been, um, they've had to listen to me preach ever 10 minutes compared to 45 or 50 is a sh- much, much shorter. So guys, I love you more than you know. And so excited to get to walk this life with you. And so excited that we're continuing to go through the Bible reading program together. If you haven't already, um, man, you can jump in right where you are. Uh, you can go to um, And at the top, you'll see the menus. And at the very right, you'll see the 2020 reading plan. Click on that. You can download PDFs um, or you can email me uh, at BrianH at purposechurch.com uh, to be added to the Google calendar that we set up for the Bible reading pro- program so that you have it on your Google calendar. Um, you can, and when you click on it, you'll have the links that lead you to the, the readings. And if there's a video, um, you'll be able to watch it right there. Okay, guys, love you guys more than you know, and we will see you later.